0: Welcome to this episode of Main Street Today, where TWRA takes us outdoors with some new programs, where we will go to Destination Dining in Lebanon, Tennessee, with Town Square Social. And we also have new music from singer-songwriter Billy Dawson you're just going to love. I'm Devin O'Day, Main Street Today starts now. The award-winning Tennessee Wildcast Extra is on the air. For the latest in outdoor news, information, and inspiration, here's your host, Jason Harmon.
1: All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, I've made it back to the office. I'm excited. Uh, we've got limited access to the office now, and I'm able to get in the studio and shoot this show for you today. So we're all still social distancing. Uh, i got Taylor Martin from the Tennessee uh, Wildlife Federation, and Mr. Mike Parsley, my boss here at the agency. He's our uh, assistant chief of communications and outreach, and, and I appreciate these guys being with us, but they're on location at their homes and their offices at home, and I'm here in studio. and glad to be here. It should be a good show for you today. Before we get started, I wanted to uh, just kind of highlight what all is going on. We've been putting a lot of content out there on YouTube and Facebook, videos about how to go fish and tackle tips and, and ways to fish and, and, and things like that. And we're excited to to um, bring you those. And then uh, Matt Cameron out in East Tennessee came up with an idea called Drop the Tailgate, and those have been rolling out on Facebook and YouTube. So go check those out. It's uh, just conversations uh, on the tailgate after the hunt or, or uh, after the, the fishing trip and that kind of thing. So it's pretty neat to check those out, and a lot of cool stuff is learned by watching those. And we appreciate Mike leading the charge on some of those tackle tips. He's got some insight on some fishing. He loves to fish, and and we appreciate him doing that for us. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna. Um talk about the hunting and fishing academy today before we do that i wanted to talk about a hat not the one i'm wearing today not the wildcast hat but we do have another hat coming soon it's a it's a blue navy blue color with the agency logo we've been selling some hats here lately we had the winter version then we we had the the tan version that has the mesh back and now we got another a blue one coming a dark navy blue with a mesh back and it's a pretty cool hat i've seen it and it'll be online before you know it so uh, go check that out get you one of those not a lot of people know about Tennessee Wildlife Federation and we want to we want to highlight what they do and then want to jump into to the Hunting and Fishing Academy a new program that they're they're leading for us and uh, so let's just jump in real quick what is the federation what does the federation Tennessee Wildlife Federation do and who are they Taylor
2: like you said not a lot of people know who we are at uh, Tennessee Wildlife Federation which is kind of surprising we've been around the state For a pretty long time, Uh, we started back out in 1946, and we've had a few different names uh, since then, but we're Tennessee Wildlife Federation now. And our our main drive right now is the dedicated conservation, the sound management, and wise use of Tennessee's great outdoors. So we're really a group that represents uh, hunters and anglers all throughout the state of Tennessee. Conservation policy, we've developed a youth outreach arm. Uh, which uh, that's where Hunting and Fishing Academy fits in, and it's where our Tennessee Scholastic Clay Target Program also fits in. Trying to get more people involved in the outdoors and make sure there's continuing funding for conservation throughout the state of Tennessee. Because we all know with uh, North America being on the conservation model that it is, uh, most of the conservation dollars comes from hunters and anglers uh, buying their hunting and fishing licenses, and then the excise tax uh, they pay on their equipment. We know if there's less people getting involved in the outdoors, there's uh, less money to go towards conservation. And that not only hunt, hurts hunters and anglers, but it also hurts uh, you know, bird watchers, uh, hikers, uh, kayakers, people that just like getting out in uh, the wild places of Tennessee.
0: Hey friends, Don King here inviting you to check out the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency's new TV show, Tennessee
2: Outdoor Journal. It features a behind-the-scenes look at the work being done to conserve and manage our state's fish and wildlife. It also talks about boating and
0: wildlife watching opportunities. Visit our website at tnwildlife.org to find a station in your area or your favorite social media site. Have you joined us on Facebook? Main Street Today is a page where you can go with us to tour some of the places we talk about. It's also a place to send us a message about story ideas or stories you've liked. Speaking of stories, let's go now to Lebanon, Tennessee, to the historic square, a beautiful area known in the past as an antique store draw. It's changed in the past year. New parking lots, clothing boutiques, and a lovely bookstore are now among the businesses you'll find. This story is about two local boys, Kyle Schaefer and Cody McCray, who grew up visiting that square with their mamas and realized a need. They paid their dues in food and beverage at places like Tootsie's, Honky Tonk Central, and Corner Pub in Nashville. They brought their experience home to the square. And with a lot of sweat equity fueled by a dream, Town Square Social, or TSS, opened their doors.
3: We've done this for 12, 13 years, done it for a long time. And we always kind of had a dream, I guess, of owning our restaurant bar and wanted to Wanted to do that, and luckily enough, we were able to do that in our hometown, so Lebanon, Tennessee. So, so you're both from here?
4: We are. We're both uh, local boys. He went to Friendship. Or I went to Friendship. He went to Lebanon. Kyle actually went to college here at Cumberland. So.
0: Baseball guys?
4: Baseball,
3: basketball, football. All of them. All the sports, yeah.
0: This historic spot, when you walked in, it did not look like this.
3: Not even close. No, it was... Um, it took, I'd say, a couple of weeks just to clean it out. It was uh, used as a, I think, an old antique store, and it's been a multiple things over the years. But, yeah, we we spent almost two years renovating the whole building, so it, it, took,
4: it took some time.
0: What's your earliest memory as a kid coming to this area of Lebanon and seeing these buildings?
4: Uh, I just remember as a child driving around the square with my parents, and they would, my mother, she loved antiques, of course. She would take us down here and... There was nothing to eat ever. <laughs> whenever I was growing up, so it's. Uh, we saw the niche that they needed food down here on the square, and we were kind of scared of. Of course, at first for uh, Lebanon, and then we didn't see a lot of traffic, and then as we, people people got wind what we were going to do, people were just stopping constantly asking when we we're going to be open.
0: When you try to figure out a menu for a place that hasn't had a restaurant in it. You have a big palate. How did you choose the menu items that you were going to
3: start with? Jeremy Belcher is our head smoke, smoke master, whatever you want to call him, smoke guy. So I guess it's a barbecue forward, smoked chicken, wings, pulled pork. That's kind of our base and we kind of built it around that. Sandwich wise, salads, all the other stuff, you know, just I would say it's kind of American. I don't know if you want to call it a gastro pub, but I would say it's just Americanized good old southern food.
0: The smoked meats here are amazing. And I don't know, the way that you get chicken to stay juicy and smoked at the same time on a salad. For the people who are on keto, this is your place to go to because it is exactly what you need. It has the most amazing meats in the world. What's your favorite thing on the menu?
4: Probably our our chicken tenders. They're hand-breaded. That's kind of my go-to. And probably the second favorite would be our burgers uh, or patty melt.
0: It's so crazy to follow the success of wings in our world now even 50 years ago chicken wings were not on menus anywhere for any reason and anything and now it is the thing that draws people and they'll just come in just for the wings but you smoke yours it's a really special process that you guys have
3: correct so we used to sit them in a marinade for 24 hours now we just we since we've had this southern pride smoker the way that smoker works it keeps the meat juicier it's a really expensive smoker so kind of a cadillac of the smoker rotisserie we smoke them for i don't know three hours or so three to four hours depending on how many we have in there when there are partnerships everybody has a strength and it's like
0: here's what i bring to the party and everybody's got something that makes that partnership work what do you think is the thing that you bring to the party
4: in my past i had done a little bit of restoration work and so i've was always kind of taught as a child to, you don't know, always have to throw that away. You can probably fix it, and so that's what I I think what we kind of built it off of in the beginning. What I brought to the table in the beginning, and then Kyle, of course, he uh, he had a lot of management skills coming out of Nashville. Very level-headed, calm. Doesn't really, I don't think his pulse rate really gets very high <laughs> compared to mine. So. <laughs>
0: But it takes both kinds. It's always the the, the yin and the yang that makes a a well-rounded business. When you started redoing this, what I love is that you've maintained the integrity of this building. You feel like you're walking into a piece of history. Do you know anything about the history of this building and what it was other than a, an antique store? But before that,
4: it was originally called Cash's Goods Store. Kim Parks with Historic Lebanon had someone had given her an old photo, and we looked at it. We actually worked with them as well with trying to restore the storefront to its original. A Main Street grant for the for the building to redo that countless hours of Looking, it's the the photo is kind of blurry, but we could kind of see where windows were. And at one time we couldn't, we could never figure out if it had a glass that was curved. But they don't make curved glass anymore. It's kind of a dying, an art that's died. Anyway, so now we we started restoration of the storefront. When we cut out to build the bar, we we saved all the hardwood flooring and then built the bar top
3: actually out of the hardwood flooring. Well over
4: 100 year old
3: pine, hard pine that's on the bar top. We we refurbished as well original hardwood floors in here. It's got a lot of cool features. brick and open field to it.
0: Were there any things that you had to watch out for as a historic building as far as was it listed the where you had to do certain things?
3: That was mainly just the storefront. Interior wise I think it's kind of up to you what you want to do because it had plaster on all these so we chiseled all the plaster off the brick. So as you see exposed brick this was all covered all completely yeah the 14 foot ceiling.
0: How on earth did, did you do that?
4: really a hammer chisel and a ladder after about a half a day we realized that we need to go get rebreathers so we bought masks because we had a lot of dust flying around it
0: when you look at a building and you have this dream of when you started how long from the day that you had this dream you got the keys to the place to when you could actually take your first customer how long was that
3: Two years, probably.
4: Plus I'd say. Two years. We didn't have that in our budget to just hire a construction company and, and fly with it. So it was it was me and me and this this guy right here constantly working on something. Yeah, Sweat equity, I guess, is yeah. what you call it. That's we just didn't have the extra
3: bankroll to do that. So you'd have to do a lot of the work yourself.
0: What was the thing that
3: each of you did for each other? To keep each other boosted, so that we can do this. Uh, we knew if we ever got it, got the job completed, a lot of people probably thought we weren't going to complete it because it took so long to do it. We always thought it would do well, just because Lebanon had nothing like that on the square. And uh, like I said, being a couple of local guys, people want to support you, support local. So we, we had the vision of it. I think we just just had to see it, see it out. That's that's the main thing, see it through. So
4: I would say probably one of the coolest things <laughs> that um, well, I remember that I experienced was I drove. Past St. Louis, I think it was uh, Columbia, Missouri, and I picked up the actual library ladder that uh, we used to get the liquor. And uh, Kyle was at work; he couldn't get off. He was like, "Just call me if you get tired. Just call me." So I just, <laughs> I thought, well, I'll stop in St. Louis and uh, and stay, you know, somewhere there. And then I was like, well, you know, I've got ladders hanging out of the back. I don't know if that's the smartest thing. Where to, yeah, yeah antique back. ladders, and and, and if someone backed into them because they were hanging out of the back, and so. I just uh, drank a bunch of coffee and called him every five minutes. Yeah.
0: So when people come in here and see that library ladder there at the bar, they better know what a price it was. It wasn't just cost of getting it dollar wise; it was the cost on your body to get it here. 13 hours of driving, right? Is
4: that what you took? Yeah, 13 hours to go get it. It was yeah, it was it was kind of crazy to see the this different land. And then whenever I get to Columbia, it was flat. I was like, where am I at? And so, anyways, walked in. The lady was like, Are you looking or buying? I was like, I'm buying i just drove seven and a half hours so let's let's get this show on the road we got him here and it was the piece to the puzzle of the bar that we knew we needed
3: there's a yellow ribbon up there what is the significance that is for jeremy belcher's brother serves overseas so yeah he put that up there he's like you mind if i put that up there i was like no man put it up there lot proudly so that's what that's there for
0: you're becoming a destination drive for a lot of people because they hear about it they go it's so quaint here on the square and the food is so good what do you recommend for first timers
3: food wise i would definitely try our smoked wings you can't get them just anywhere uh, you can get chicken tenders and other stuff other places Granite ours are really good you know they're made with love hand breaded um, but i would say yeah, smoked wings try any of the smoked food our smoked chicken people rave about one of my favorites is the Cuban. That's yeah, got our pulled pork on there as well.
0: Ever anybody that comes here and they say, Look, I've got a party, this food is so good, do you also do catering yet?
4: We do a lot of caterings, actually. Anywhere from office parties to Christmas parties to rehearsal dinners. I mean, now we're starting to actually do receptions. So it's a. We do a, a wide variety of catering. So anywhere from. A taco nacho bar all the way up to prime rib to beef tenderloin, pork tenderloin.
0: The pandemic is something no one's ever experienced. So as far as Town Square, are you back to full capacity?
4: Yes, we are back
3: at 100%. We still, we're trying to wipe down tables. You know, all of our servers and bartenders wear masks as well. So we we, we just do try to do our part, um, just wipe down stuff, door handles, tables. That's the main, main thing, I think, so... I think we've done a pretty good job with that. We closed down for about a month to kind of just close down and do our part.
0: The first thing anyone says when they start restaurants is, I never get to see my family. I have no life except the restaurant. Have you guys, how do you maintain your balance?
3: We put our time in during the week and we kind of, we have a great staff that, you know, we can kind of leave it to them and let them do their thing on the weekends. So, Speaking of your hours. Our hours of operation are: mm-hmm. we open at lunch at 11 o'clock every day, and close about eight during the week. And the weekends, it's 11, so 11 to 11 during the weekends, mm-hmm. yeah, and seven days a week.
0: And when someone says, "Hey, why don't you serve breakfast too?" Do you just go, uh, "No, we're no, we open at lunch."
4: <laughs> to be determined. We'll see. Maybe later on down the road, we're uh, we're expanding into next door. Um, we're going to be doing uh, wood fire brick oven pizza soon. So, you know, when COVID 19 happened, we shut down. Of course, we were scared, but we're also in the middle of a build-out. So, Con and I kept, kept our distance from each other, but our, our ultimate goal is to try to get this uh, going after uh, after the 4th of July sometime.
0: That is exciting. Will you do delivery, or will you do curbside as far as the pizza?
3: We'll definitely do curbside. I don't know. Delivery, Well, I just don't know how busy it'll be if we do do that. Possibly kick, kick the idea around of doing our own delivery service. I don't
4: know.
0: Will it be wood-fired pizza with smoked meats?
4: It'll just be an extension to the restaurant. You'll be able to get... Same thing that you get from from TSS over on that side. We have French doors that you can pass through in and out. We actually have been using that to kind of spread tables out. We're not ready for pizza, but we've been using that side for uh, COVID-19 to kind of keep people six feet apart. Yeah, keeping your distance.
0: Well, thank you for your time today for the podcast. Yeah, You're very welcome. We tell the stories of your Main Street. The award-winning Smoked Wings and Gathering Place Town Square Social on the Square in Lebanon, Tennessee is to dining, which means come visit the square, enjoy the boutiques, antiques, and now some incredible food, and a bourbon collection at the bar that surpasses 200 bottles. Curbside pickup, dine-in, wood-fired pizza, I recommend the crisp green salad with smoked chicken, amazing. See their menu on Facebook at Town Square Social and read their incredible reviews on Yelp. Catering and private parties too. Open eleven a.m. seven days a week through supper time, and they have also joined us at Main Street Media to honor Tommy Bryan, our veteran sports writer, one of the newest inductees into the Tennessee Sports Writers Hall of Fame. Some
5: mountains never get climbed. Some horses never run wild. Some blackbirds never fly high enough to touch the blue Some chances never get taken Some hearts will never let you come Close enough to unbreak them And some dreams never come true But some
0: Billy Dawson wrote the theme song, Born to Lead, for the CBS Sports Network Lombardi Awards. He also created a children's book about bullying, racism, and those suffering with disabilities and other life challenges called You Never Know. And he performed at the Thanksgiving Day game for the Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles, which is pretty monumental for a kid from Sunray, Texas. Welcome, Billy Dawson.
6: Hey, Miss Devin O'Day i'm just so honored to be on here thank you so much
0: billy take us back to the beginning
6: i think music started for me in church grew up singing in church in children's church and uh, grew up doing that but uh, i used to run around bible studies in my cookie monster shoes and i'd run through the uh, run through the living room naked at our bible studies whenever i was like two or three years old just a funny story but uh, my dad You know, I'd always sit there and listen to him play uh, after Bible study. So they would go from playing As the Deer paneth for the Water to, you know, afterwards they'd play Willie Nelson and Jimi Hendrix. So I kind of fell in love with music that way and ended up jumping on my dad's guitar cases and uh, putting holes in his guitars. And I still have those guitars to this day.
5: Yeah, church without Jesus means nothing else. Church without Jesus. Church without Jesus.
6: I ended up moving to Nashville years and years later. I didn't think I was good enough or whatnot. Everybody has those moments of like, man, maybe I'm not good enough to move there. But I did, and things started happening, you know. And I think just getting here was a success to me. Obviously, the Jerry Lewis Telethon and Jerry House and all them, that that iHeartRadio competition that I submitted my song to, I wasn't going to do it. And my friend Susan Green and and my wife, my girlfriend at the time, uh, Lacey, they they said, you need to submit this song. And so I did, and Jerry House called me, and I was like, wow, something happened. This is really cool. So I think that's my first success story. So I played this song and uh, took a break and went down to get a water and and Lee's like, Hey man, did you write that song? I said, Yeah. And he said, Man, I want to work with you. He said, Here's my phone number. Let's do a phone call or whatever and start working, you know, writing or whatnot. And we got together but it ended up being a co-write with sarah bryce and delia shane and it was our first song called Center saints so my producer rodney clausen and uh my other producer jacob bryce and lee bryce they all got together to form this Center saints this new single that just pretty incredible to be working with these heroes you know we shot the video in white sands new mexico my wife is the female role in it and she makes the whole video it's just gorgeous Sarah came up with this title Sinner Saints and I was like what does it mean you know and she's like well God made her just right he knew what he was doing when she came into my life I'm whiskey bent and hell bound she's perfect and I ain't that's why God gives sinners saints
5: Her day starts with a coffee and her Bible God I love the way she prays I'm just a Man still searching for revival. She makes up for my mistakes. Yes, yeah, she leads me to the
6: light. Glad I got to be in the room that day, and it turned out to be so cool. Songwriters probably didn't choose their gift; it chose them. I think songwriters are just like antennas, from heaven to earth, man. Those I always tell Rivers, I'm like, man, God poured some Captain Crunch in your bowl today, man. It's just like you see people writing "House That Built Me," "Dirt" for Florida Georgia Line, and and when I get where I'm going, like just those are songs that are just like so incredible. It, they got to be coming from somewhere in the heavens you got to know that. So I think the song does choose us, but we have to be open to to receiving something like that. And it's one of those things that, you know, being in a session or something like that, you feel like some days that you're nothing, but then other days it's like, wow, all this stuff just starts pouring out. So I think the more open we are with stuff like that, the more a song can flow through us and get out to the world. Uh, My grandmother always told me to write stories down, write stuff down that happened to me. And you never know when you're going to use it or somebody else will be able to benefit from it. So anyway, I went to a different state and um, I was writing a song. It was just a terrible trip. I don't know. There's just there was some stuff that went on and it was just a different trip and I was already in bad mood and then I got to the airport and I accidentally packed my credit card and money underneath my plane. I had my license and stuff, but I didn't have any money so and then there was a layover, so <laughs> I had to beg a lady for a Snickers and I said I'd pay her back and she went, No, nah, man, you're kinda weird, I'm good. So I it was just a it was a bad time and so I flew back in flew back into Nashville. Drove down um, to the local. Uh, there was a local burger joint when my wife picked me up. I got in the driver's seat, pulled through there, and a guy just yells at me and he's like, "Can I help you?" And I was like, "Wow, dude!" I was like, "Hold on." I said, "I just want a number two with onions, che- cheese, pickles, ketchup, mustard, no mayo, because I hate mayonnaise." And he said,
5: "So that's a number one with the mayo."
6: And he's just yelling at me. I, so I got a little agitated, and I, and I repeated, "I said, no, it's a number two, yada yada," and I'm. Already in a bad mood, I'm in hangry mode, you know, and so he said, "That's what I said." So anyway, I I kind of peeled out and made some gestures, and he did too, and it was just like, just a bad. It was bad. It was not good. So we're driving down towards home, and and I just, in my heart, I start seeing, you know, what if this is his second job? What if his wife left him? What if his dog died? What if he found out he had cancer? All these things started bombarding my heart, you know. I turned around and, and my wife was like, I know what you're doing, you know. We pull through the drive-thru, and I, I see the guy when I'm pulling around there. And he had a shiny bald head like Bull in Night Court. I used to watch Night Court with my grandpa, so it's a good memory. But So I, I uh, pulled back through there. I said, hey, is this the guy I just yelled at? He said, no, sir, it's not. And I said, yeah, it is. I saw your shiny bald head when I pulled back through. And he said, yeah, what of it? And starts just yelling at me. And I'm like, I said, man, I'm just coming to apologize. And I told him what I saw in my heart or head or whatever you want to call it, soul. And he starts like crying through the drive-thru. And uh, he says, "You don't even know, man. I've had the worst day. Nobody ever does that. Nobody ever turns around." And we became friends within a matter of just like seconds, you know. Just like whoa, and he was like whoa. I was like whoa, and like all our walls just fell down. So, you know, a few, a few little words can, you know, be an ice pick or a paintbrush. My mom had this um, deal on her, um, on her cabinet by the kitchen, and every time you got a cup or whatnot, it says your words can be an ice pick or a paintbrush and that always always stuck with me you know and and so there's a quote in my book is life is like a work of art you get to paint it the way you want but you only get one canvas so choose wisely how you brush and so that's kind of cool that I get to speak around schools and and get to take special guests and do all kinds of things I we actually had a kid turn in a suicide note one day and uh, I thought he was wanting me to sign a little piece of paper or whatnot he said no I want you to read it and I'm I'm not doing this. And so we got him help. So I think that, you know, impacting people is just the main thing in this life. Glory to God about that. It ain't me. It's really cool. Really cool to, to, to see the effects of stuff like that.
0: There aren't many, if any, country music artists that can say they toured as the guitar player for the Christian rock band Skillet, or had a best-selling children's book, or that they're a featured keynote for nonprofits, even using songwriting as therapy for Beat of Life. But Billy Dawson can. Billy, you're a great storyteller. Thank you for sharing with us today. How can we find your music and more about you?
6: You can go to billydawsonmusic.com. You can go to Instagram, at Billy Dawson Music, all one word. Or you can go to Twitter, Billy Dawson, the number one. Or you might be able to find me in the back of a red truck in a Chevy commercial somewhere. <laughs> or uh, you can just Google me. More so, I'd like to shake a hand at a show and uh, say hello to everyone. I just want to thank Devin O'Day for having me on. Love you guys. God bless.
5: God bless made-
0: for joining us for this episode of Main Street Today. I hope that wherever you're listening to this podcast, you will click subscribe, download, share. If you do have an Instagram page, we encourage you to follow us there as well. We've got lots of pictures from all of these interviews at Main Street Today Radio. I'm Devin O'Day.